I'm Sonia Jansen and I've spent a year travelling around the world, going to as many countries as I could. My name is Daniel Ferrugia and this is the Trail Runners Experience. Hello, Sonia, and uh, welcome to the Trail Runners Experience. Hi, podcast. Daniel. <laughs> welcome to my house. Thank you. We're coming to you live from this beautiful home in the Adelaide Hills, overlooking a valley of sorts, and it's, um, it's a good hill there. For, yeah, actually, it, my husband does do repeats up at that hill. I oh, haven't. really? Yeah. yeah. You haven't done it? No. Oh, well then you need to get out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit short. <laughs> it's like that, this window, I mean, this is not really, this is a failure of podcasting because there's no video, yeah. but um, it's like a big picture frame, isn't it? Like just looking straight out, yeah. all, all that green. And yeah. all the heat goes straight through those windows. <laughs> oh no, you need to get double paned or something. Yeah, well one of them is, but also those blinds weren't here when we moved in, so it was freezing in winter, boiling in summer. Yeah, right. And like you're um, so you're in the hills, and you, you've got plenty of places to run and train, and yeah. <laughs> and, um, and you ride bikes as well, don't you? Yeah, it was more or less for commuting, but yeah. I'd always add a little bit extra yeah. in the morning, do it like a trip up Norton Summit or something on my way to work. Just a little bit here and there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, have you always been a sporty person? No. No. In um, high school and uni, I did almost nothing, and then. Like 2015, I started running yeah. and did a few events and just, you know, the trail running community just sucked me in. It yeah. Was, it was great, yeah. That's good. And you obviously had a bit of a natural flair for it then, but like, because you've done really well, most recently, yeah, Python 105. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, my first marathon, Adelaide Marathon, was five and a half hours. <laughs> okay. When was that? It wasn't always that good. Uh, 2015, I think. Five and a half hours. Okay, yeah. look. Turned out I had a fracture. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just ran through it. But. That'll do it. I want to. I want to hear more about that. But um, you know, like it's funny. I don't like to time shame on um, on the podcast because I think it doesn't matter where people, yeah, yeah. how fast or slow people are. But obviously, you're pretty quick to put it simply, and you, you know, you've had some really good success um, over the last few years and made a bit of a name for yourself as being like, I know you probably don't, you don't like hearing that, do you? You know, it's okay, it's okay to be humble, but also you can own your success. That's, yeah. That's I, yeah, something I struggled to, to say. <laughs> yeah. Why um, do you get, do you, are you worried people are gonna think you're cocky? I don't know. I just, I feel like the pressure gets to me. Yeah. I, having said before Heisen, I announced I was doing it, I guess. I'd said to people, I'm going to do Heisen. And all of a sudden I felt so much pressure and I didn't like it. You didn't like it? <laughs> no. I thought that next time I'll just I'll be my normal dark horse and just like sneak in. Hopefully no one notices. <laughs> yeah. It's the dark horse. It's definitely the, the less, um, there's less pressure going mm. in, isn't it? But I guess when you keep succeeding, it's pretty hard to be a dark horse, isn't it? Yeah, there's been a, a pretty big few months for me 
Yeah. But, um, I think I'll take a little bit of a rest now. <laughs> yeah. So 2020, you've, you've done well, especially in the last month. Yeah. You know, yeah. two massive races in the last month, which I'd like to talk about. Um, so you did, well, last weekend just gone for anyone, you know, for, this will date the podcast, but was it October? We're in. 24? October 24, yeah, 2020. Um, and you ran the Heisen 105. Mm-hmm. You finished in a time of 11 hours. Eight, 19, officially 19. Oh, uh, really? It was 18. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> Amazing time. And then, but that was only, what, three weeks after an incredible, I mean, that's an incredible run. But then probably in some ways even more incredible is what you did three weeks earlier, the Uniloop for that 12-hour race. How, you ran 100 and what in 12 hours? 120? 126 point something. So far. It's, a yeah. lo- it's amazing. And you've never, have you ever done a race like that? Oh, you've done it. Actually, the- I did, the, yeah, I did the track 100 at the beginning of last year. So that was, you know, I think it was 400 laps. Oh, I can't remember. A lot yeah. of laps of 400 meter track. Yeah, in the heat too, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was overnight. Yeah. So it wasn't as bad. Yeah. And so having done that, I at least knew I could endure laps. <laughs> yeah. Mentally, but um, I think underfoot this was this one was more painful because after a certain number of hours of running around the uni loop, every stone hurts. Yeah. The rocks, it's, it's, it's worse than running on trails. It is, absolutely. It yeah. is. On, on trails you get breaks and you get like changing it up, but this is just monotonous, mm. painful track. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I've done, well, I've never done the 12 hour or the 24 hour on that track, but I, I mean, I've done the six hour a number of times and even after about three hours, I really start to feel my feet getting bruised, mm. you know? And so it's something that people don't really consider. They think, oh, it's not as hard as bitumen or, yeah. or concrete. But yeah, but 126 and a half kilometers, which I guess is important. It's a huge distance, but it's also amazing because you took out um, your first female, but you're also first outright, which is, you know, pretty amazing. And like, I know that you don't like to blow your own trumpet but it's it's bloody awesome and you beat you didn't just beat any people any old dudes you you beat like an incredibly talented runner Stephen Redfin who is you know a very well known in the ultra community mm. and well respected and he's a great guy yeah, and is. um but you um you had a few laps on him and you know like just tell us about that race like how did you like what was your strategy going in just to run Hard run, easy. <laughs> Not much of a stra- I went into it a little bit cocky. I just thought, you know, oh, 12 hours, I could do 120. I could do that. Yeah. I didn't really think much on it beyond that. I thought, oh, I know that the record is 129. Probably couldn't do that. Just try and get 120 and whatever else happens. Yeah. And went out and to start with myself, Stephen and uh, Daniel just ran a few laps together and then... I think we all pulled off for one reason or another and lost each other. And yeah. I just assumed Stephen was ahead of me. I went to the toilet or something. And then a few friends came out and there was a screen that says what distance you've all done. And they said, oh, you're actually a lap or two ahead of Stephen. And at this point I thought, oh, I must be pacing it wrong. He's done millions of these. I'm doing it wrong. I'm doing it wrong. So I got all off my head then. And that's when it all started, you know, the, the mental game happened. The doubt. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, there was a, 
one one hour that I was doing a lot of troubleshooting, my friend had to, it was making me um, electrolyte drinks, trying to trying to pull my head out of this this slump. But you know, in the end, it turned out all right. It turned out <laughs> more than all right. I mean, I think a really good indicator of a, a strong athlete is, I mean, your, how your form your form didn't deteriorate. I mean, I was down there for the whole thing, and you you may have felt like terrible towards the end, but you didn't look any different to how you looked on your first lap. I mean, the, maybe the not as quick. Were yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think that's a really good indicator, though, that you've obviously got some strength there and um, a lot of strength. And so, yeah, you didn't you didn't go wobbly, and yeah. I don't think I even seen you take a walk break. Did you walk? No, no walk breaks. I... No walk breaks. That's no. incredible. <laughs> I think the last hour really helped. I had like a group of friends that were there and each of them would just take a lap with me. Yeah. And that last hour would have been so brutal if they didn't you know, just take my mind off of it. And I think I sped up a little bit from before they came. And I don't know if I would have managed to know to have no walk breaks if it wasn't for that. So that's good. Yeah. So the, the power, I mean, that's, that's amazing that they were there. And yeah, you've got, you're surrounded by some pretty decent um, athletes. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you are, yeah, I, I'm still, sorry, I'm still reeling from the fact that you didn't even take a walk break. That's, I mean, it makes sense given how, how, um, how far you ran. But, you know, if you were, you were three, about three kilometres shy of the, rec, the record, yeah. and I know how competitive you are. <laughs> did, and, um, it. Were, were you um, Were you annoyed that you missed it by that much? No, like a um, lap and a half, really. I accepted it much earlier that I wasn't going to get there, and I, yeah. I mean, I never thought I could. To be honest, it was just at the very start, I was running faster than I expected, and so I thought, oh, you know, ten kilometers an hour I could do. So if I can bank ten kilometers, then I could do it. So I, I and I was doing, you know, almost twelve kilometers an hour for the first few hours and I thought oh, I, could, I could do this I could do this yeah and I got up to nine kilometers ahead and then no from that point on I was going slower than 10 so that I, yeah still really good and um and what sort of things do you eat like this is probably a bit of an insight for people like oh, yeah. because I, I think a lot of people the who are who enter races they see people such as yourself as just on a different like you're almost not human because you're, <laughs> you are so good. And look, and that's just an objective fact. You are a very good runner. And, um, but like, I think there's something that I always see between like the top runners and the middle runners and the people at the back, like everyone has something in common, you know, and it's, yeah. it does take a certain toughness. You know, I think everyone suffers in the last hour of a race like that. Yeah. It doesn't matter how fast you're going. You know, what, um, so what sort of things did you eat or, or what do you normally eat in a race like that? Well, so I did Federation Trail about a month and a half before that. Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, the first one for a long time because of COVID. And in that, I thought I should eat solids. I, you know, I had the gels, but I yeah. thought, you know, I sort of got in my mind about having not have eaten anything, got had a bar, tried to eat stuff, but didn't want it. Yeah. And then on the 12 hour I had one bar the entire time but thought afterwards I don't I don't think I actually need to eat food I can just have gels mm. and a few other people said that's what their tactic normally is they just have gels and they're infinite so going into Heisen I thought you know what just just try it just test this new thing just yeah. have gels the whole way and see if it works and so you know just gels yeah 
So I think it was really good having three races so close to each other that I could try different things or get my confidence up with different tactics. Yeah, so that absolutely. Worked, that worked well, I think. And you, yeah, like, because going, yeah, Federation, you took out the win in that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's awesome. That was, um, and it seems like a pretty quick course too, by, compared to, say, something like Heisen. I'd say so. I, I feel like I wasn't as well trained for Federation. I, I didn't know that it was on until two weeks before, so I just... Yeah. I felt much stronger at Heisen, but yeah. also a lot more tired. So in the end, I had about yeah. identical times, but Heisen's harder as well, so it's hard to know. Yeah, Heisen's definitely like that, especially that first 50 kilometers is oh. really, it wrecks the legs, doesn't oh, it? brutal. I know, people, people say, oh, Heisen's flat, and it's not flat. No. <laughs> I was saying afterwards, like, oh, you know, the technical trail, that, that part really took it out of me. And I think I was talking to Mick at the time. Yeah. He's like, Sonia, there was no technical trail in that. I probably should have trained in trails. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it was technical. It's, it's more technical than most. Like, there's a few really tough little sections there. Yeah, that, like, I I'm, swear that's technical. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I know going through, you go through um, the, my, my Ponga, it's pretty technical, and Yulti, there's some bits where it's, it's nearly impossible to run. Yeah, I had like 14 minute Ks in there, so yeah. you can't even walk it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I always think it's better to lose a bit of time, but save yourself, but rather than just absolutely cook yourself through there. You know? Yeah, you know? and other people take their breaks on every hill, so people yeah. walk the hills. I generally run the runnable hills, yeah. unless it's, you know, some ridiculous like percentage. Yeah. yeah. And so where I have my rests, I guess, is in when it's, when it gets too technical for me and yeah. given I don't really train in trails, I, yeah. I'm beginning to believe I'm not that great of a trail runner. Except that <laughs> I complain bitterly in all the trails. It's funny, you've just <laughs> done incredibly well at, at, in the last few months, two trail races. Yeah. You, um, so I want to get to that too, um, but just going, yeah, so you did Federation, then the 12 hour, yeah. Kicked butt at both of those. Kicked butt again at Heisen only three weeks later, yeah. and which is not a very short recovery time. Like, how did you deal with the recovery? Oh, that was oh, that was all just a mental game. Did you do a lot of running, or did you rest much? Well, I tried to do both. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought I need to run. I need to train for this next run, but I also need to rest so that yeah. I can run. I kept telling myself at this point I can't undertrain. Yeah. Like, in three weeks beforehand, I've. I've got the training in my legs, but just mentally, I had to I had to keep proving to myself I could run. Yeah. So were you worried you were going to lose the, the state of fitness you had? I don't know. Mm. Just every now and then, I'd sort of think, oh, I haven't run for three days. Oh, I wonder if I can. You know, just the mental yeah. game. Obviously, you can, but yeah. if you haven't proven it to yourself in the last few days, it just well for me anyway. It was it just. My mind was all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, um, obviously you came home pretty strong in in um, in Heisen because I had a few people who were in the first because I was out on course. Yeah. And I saw um, a few people told me that you look like you were going really easy early on, which was <laughs> you said to me. I remember it was that was sort of you were going to keep hold back a little bit to make sure. And it was. Do well, you think I, that was a good strategy? My tactic normally is start slow and then fade. But, <laughs> <laughs> but actually in Heisen, I felt, I felt like I was pushing it from yeah. the start. And oh, wow. um, I know I've gone into one run before where I tried to push it from the very start and that was uh, not my finest run. <laughs> yeah, right. It was Heisen a few years, it's not Heisen, um, Eurobilla a few years ago. I 
went into it. People had said, you know, I don't know, my coach had said that I could, I should go for the win. So I went out and I was like, I can do this. Aggressive. Yeah. yeah. And then I was so wrapped up in how well I was doing that I forgot to take in any calories whatsoever. Yeah. So zero gels, nothing. And then all of a sudden it just all like, it was just, it fell apart. Yeah. Jump. It was a hot mess. Yeah. So I learned from that. <laughs> I was just going to say, there's no mistake. There's no failures, only lessons. Yeah, exactly. And, and I yeah. wouldn't have remembered it quite as well if I had yeah. just executed it perfectly. So yeah. I'm glad I had that to know. I need to take on calories and I need to not go too hot out of the gate. Yeah. Because like, normally I'm pretty late back of the pack for the start with. Yeah. And I was again at high and I was behind a big group of the girls, but I was pushing it harder than I normally would. Pick them off as it went on. I just yeah. didn't stop at the first aid station. They were all there. Yeah. <laughs> You really, I mean, the, the first aid station, you get, if, um, like I always say, get to that first aid station, you should be feeling pretty fresh. You know, yeah. every, you know and as, long, if you've got, as long as you've got enough stuff, food with you, you should have no trouble getting yeah, to the yeah. next one, you know, like, but I, yeah, that's interesting. Um, well, someone gave me a time to aim for beforehand, Daniel. Oh, <laughs> I know, I, I so said it, didn't I? You, what did I say? I said, I told you you could get the course record. Well, absolutely. At the finish line of the 12 hour, you said this. I know. I'm still he in looked... pain, barely able to move. And you just said, you, <clears throat> just so you know, this is what the course record is for Heisen. <clears throat> I would never, and I wouldn't say that not, to many people. It did not leave my mind since. I said to you at the time, I was like, I'm not going to go for it. I'm not going to go for it. But from that point. But you had to start doing the maths because you went through your 100K at the, on the track on the, at the 12 hour yeah. in some ridiculous time. What uh, was it? Nine hours, something low nines. It was like it was nine, it must have been nine hours and five minutes or three minutes, I think. Yeah, yeah. so I just was thinking, well, she's got over two hours <laughs> to, to lose and still get the course record, you know. Like, it sounded good like that to me, too, yeah. but it's not yeah, quite no. the same, is it? <laughs> it's just it's really interesting how much of a difference elevation and, yeah. and difficult terrain make, you know. Yeah, I was talking to my parents the day before and they just didn't get it. This, you know, they're like, mum said, you know, but you did 126 kilometres in 12 hours, so surely you could you know, do yeah. 100 kilometres in 11 hours. Oh, so your parents had my, um, but they, they, they had my perspective. I had to explain to them, look, I have to carry more things with me. There's trails, it's technical, it's steep. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you know what I find interesting? If you are, say you had a support crew with you, say your parents were support crew, for example, and if they came around just to every aid station, mm. their perception of the race would be that it's all really flat yeah, and yeah. vulnerable. Because <laughs> the aid stations are beautiful. Everything's just like you're coming in on either on road yeah, or yeah. on nice flat runnable terrain. And you can come into them nice and yeah. fast. Yeah. yeah. It's like I always notice when people come in through that Woodgate Hill or Kaima checkpoint four, in it's a little bit of trail, but it's quite flat. But everybody looks just totally wrecked coming in there. <laughs> it's because they've just come off this big hill, oh, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. so and it was. I, I was there for quite a while, and I saw lots of people coming in looking really wiped out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I had Michaela was pacing me at that point, and so she was able to sort of keep my mind positive. Yeah, and she was saying, "Yeah, don't worry, it is. It is a hard hill. <laughs> so, okay, because you you can get in your mind about it as soon as you start slowing down. Yeah, and you don't really notice the hills." is the reason you're slowing down, I guess. Yeah. So it was good to have someone there to keep my mind in the right place. Do you, 
do you, what do you do when you haven't got someone there in those situations? Right. Um, I have resorted to playing music in the past to try and get out of that that hole. Yeah. Um, or just suffer. <laughs> just suffer through it. Um, and you're you're obviously good at suffering because <laughs> you um you were talking about just before you had a fracture. Tell us about that. What did you do to yourself? I had a few, um, but <laughs> the worst one gave my you know, Matt Matt Bennett, He's my coach. Gave him a heart attack with this one. I was doing five peaks and I started that with a little niggle and thought, so I don't want to don't voice it, I don't want to say anything about it because then I'll make it you know, real. Yeah. And it just got worse and worse and worse. And there was a point there where I came into an aid station. I'm saying to Matt, I don't know if I can keep going. I sat on the ground and cried for a bit and then just kept going because that's what a smart person does. And next thing I know, I've actually broken my hip entirely. And you broke your hip. Yeah, so oh. I had to have it pinned. And, and yeah. I still didn't even know at the time. I went home, had some wine, had some dinner. DNF'd, obviously. And then through the night, I'm saying to my husband, like, do, do you reckon we have ambulance cover? And he's gone, no, no, you don't need that. I'll take you in the morning. I'm sure you're fine. But you're and in a lot of pain. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you just never really think, you know, a break you think you'd notice. Yeah. So you think... If it's just a lot of pain that sort of gradually came on, it can't be that. It can't be that bad. Yeah. Turned out it was. So was it a, um, a stress fracture? Or yeah, it would have been to start with and just got worse. worked its way through throughout the five peaks. The actual hip or was it? So the, the bowl broke off, if that makes sense. Oh, the neck. The neck of femur? Is it the yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, okay. So that's all pinned back together now. So you got pins? Yeah. Nice. So people can say nice Bionic. pins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> You're the bionic woman. Yeah. That, that's, that's great. So there's the secret. It's performance enhancing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said to the surgeon, oh, okay, so now that I have a stronger hip, you know, does that mean I'm not going to break again? He said, quite the opposite. Like, if you break, then it's going to be really complicated. So don't break it again. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. So does that mean you listen to things a bit earlier now? It's just so hard to tell. Like a niggle, one niggle will feel terrible and just go away and the next one will be a break. Yeah, um, oh, just the next one, just, I don't know if it's as simple as that. <laughs> you know what I mean though, it's, yeah. you never know what's going to eventuate and what's going to, you know, just go away on its own. How? But I try. <laughs> yeah, and so how long was the recovery period? It must have taken a long time to fully recover. It wasn't, because it was a proper break and pinned, you know, it was the six weeks they for that to together. heal. Yeah, and then it wasn't too long after that I could start jumping back into things. So oh, it wasn't too bad. That, and I mean, I know with any kind of recovery like that, the sooner you get moving again, the better, yeah. isn't it? And they yeah. encouraged me, as soon as I was off the crutches, they encouraged me to just try and, you know, walk as much, well, not as much as I can, because they, they knew yeah. to, to temper me. Yeah. But I, I don't not walk is what they said yeah so yeah build it all back up again yeah that's um and what do you do you think maybe i mean you do you said you don't really run even though you enjoy racing trails yeah. do you think like what do you think running do you run a lot of road um i've, I've gone through different phases yeah at the moment mostly roads yeah yeah. And I do a lot of walking, carrying my baby, so I don't want yes. to go into trails where I could trip or get a snake bite or something, so that keeps me out of the trails. Do you think that that type of training, carrying, carrying yeah. the sun, <laughs> has helped strengthen your legs up a lot? Yeah, I think so. It's, yeah. it's really built up the muscles, and it, 
I haven't been injured for a while now. Yeah. So I've got to think I'm doing something right. Because yeah. there was a while there that it was just constant. <laughs> yeah, wow. And um, you... No, it's interesting because, I mean, I've with my three kids, we have a carrier. And uh, I think I, my two oldest, they're too big to carry now. But my youngest one, I still, he still gets carried. He gets oh, yeah. rides in it sometimes. But um, And I, all three of my kids, I've taken... Up and down Black Hill a number of oh, times yeah. over the years, and um, yeah, it, it does. You definitely you, it is it's resistance work for sure. Yeah. And the thing is, with when you're carrying a baby, they're getting progressively it's progressive overload. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? There was they a keep few getting weeks, heavier. A few weeks I didn't carry him, and I thought I've got to get back into it. He's getting heavier. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll lose it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, what other training do you do? Like, what would your in the lead up to these last few races, how have you trained? What sort of big, done big mileage? Uh, it's sort of varied. So in the COVID time, I went mm. through um, a slump, I guess. I didn't really, it was winter. I didn't want to get near anyone. I just, yeah. I didn't do a lot. I spent a lot of time watching Netflix on my treadmill. <laughs> That's good though. <laughs> Better than nothing, I guess. But then I was, I've been sort of experimenting with more rest days and then like, more solid long runs yeah so like i really put effort into my long run day and rest either side of that and then you know have a few days walking with the baby and maybe a treadmill day i don't i don't have interesting a, i don't write a program so i just sort of do what feels right mm. but you do obviously have more emphasis on the recovery more now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's and good yeah i think it's working <laughs> yeah um I think that's cool. I know um, a lot of Kenyan athletes, there'll be a, you look at them, I read a book a long time ago, like I'm a bit of a, a geek when it comes to like the, the road marathon. I love all that stuff and I follow track and field as well, not just trail running stuff because I feel like there's, there's something, I try and be a student of the, of the sport yeah, a bit yeah. and they will train, they might go and do 25 kilometre hit out one day running close to marathon race pace, mm. then they'll do it again the second day, then they'll have two days off. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then they'll do it again, you know. Then that's, and, that beca- and then they'll, they have very, a lot of them, they'll quite often have very simple training schedules where the most, their speed work might just li- literally be do uh, one minute fartleks, you know, so oh, yeah. one, or, or 90 second fartleks where it's just one minute on or 90 seconds on and then 90 seconds off. So they're, and so, then they'll do that for 90 minutes you know, right, or okay. two hours, you know, which yeah. is brutally hard. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know if you've ever... I was going to say, it doesn't sound too bad, but it got worse. It, it gets, <laughs> 90 minutes. Yeah, doing bad. it for a long time. And they're doing it at crazy paces. Yeah, but, of course. Um, I mean, you, do you run the roads around where you live or um, do you go into the city? Yeah, the roads around here aren't great because... Not it's, safe. They're not safe. They're windy. The cars travel fast and cars get a bit cranky. <laughs> yeah. So I try to get... I often will leave from here, but get as far away from here as I can quickly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do like being in the hills because you got a bit of extra hills training there. Yeah. I look, I'm, I'm a huge believer. I think a good trail runner has to be a, have a mixture of both. You need to yeah. be able to run. I would, I would dare say you need to be able to run fast over flat ground for a period, yeah. and but not just hills. I think if you just do hills all the time, you, get slower, yeah. you do slow down. You get strong, but yeah. you just you lose that speed. Yeah. Um, do you ever do speed work and stuff like that, um, or you just run? I hadn't 
pretty um, hard. Yeah, I, I, the 80-20 tw- rule for me was yeah. pretty much 99-1 <laughs> for a while there. Yeah. I did almost nothing hard. I just fan of the long, slow run. Oh, it's good though. Yeah. yeah. Um, so much. I, yeah, I love it. Mm. But very recently I've started going back. So I used to train with um, Matthew Fennick with his Sunrise Run. Yeah, awesome, good, fast good group team. of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And love all, those people. And, yeah, really nice. Yeah, Matthew, he's like an amazing marathon runner as well, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he, I think his specialty would be training people for marathons. Mm. Uh, a friend um, just did her first sub three marathon, so that's all exciting. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, shout out, Emma Galdez. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> and um, what was it? Oh, yeah. So I've recently started going back to them. With the, I did it the week before the 12 hour. I thought I'd throw in one speed session before that. <laughs> yeah. What was that? What did you do? Oh, what did we do? Um, is it down at the uni loop? There? Yeah, uni loop. Yeah. Uh, I was trying some uh, some brand new shoes to see if they worked on the uni loop. Um, and I think it was a twelve hundred meter on, eight hundred meter off, something like that. Ah, uh, that's hard. And yeah. then a few of them. And I thought, oh, this is fun. Like, why have I not been doing this for a while? Yeah. So I've been going back a little bit, and hopefully, once I've recovered more from the racing load I've had, yeah, I'll get back out with them. I think it's a good idea to. Um, you've had a big. A, a big period of Racing. big races. Yeah. <laughs> You've done three. You run over a hundred kilometers three times. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, I I'm not your coach, but I would no. definitely. <laughs> you want to go breaking that hip again? Well, I, I, I won't throw Matt under the bus for that one. He yeah. He wasn't recommending it either. <laughs> yeah, but no, I understand. There's that real. You're obviously a fierce competitor, and you want to compete, don't you? Yeah, I enjoy. Yeah. I enjoy the competition. I think it's good to be competitive. You know, some people are almost reluctant to be competitive, especially in a local community where everyone's friendly. Yeah. But um, I mean, I think it's friendly competition. A federation trail, a great time meeting the people there, and I, mean, I still talk to them now afterwards, even though we were competitive on the day. You know, we're friends. Yeah. So it's fine. I um, I really like that, and I I think um, I try and push people who I coach. To be a bit more, don't be afraid to be competitive or to set high standards for yourself, you know. Because, or, and it's it's fun to try and beat someone, you yeah. know. Have have like, obviously it's just sport. Yeah. It's not like we're trying to. You don't want to hurt them. <laughs> and, and I think if if there is someone to try and beat, it just pushes you a little bit more, and yeah. you get more out of yourself. It's not a, it's not a mean competition. It's friendly. Exactly. I mean, I think that the sport. I wish all the global conflicts were just decided yeah. by, by sport <laughs> yeah, of some description, you know, like um, it's a much more civil way to settle a dispute. <laughs> <laughs> so you get so that you can run faster to this pole. Go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, all that's, I mean, essentially sport is like a mirror of, I mean, look at the Olympics, the original Olympics. It's like a mirror of, of warfare. Yeah. yeah that's all, true. You know, things like the javelin. And that, that's all like, that's all things that they did in, in warfare. Yeah. And, and then you point that out, that's think, a bit brutal. <laughs> yeah, it is brutal. Yeah, and it's a bit like it's just so you can throw something the furthest, you know, like shot put, that's a weapon. The shot, yeah. you know, like, um, anyway. <laughs> but um, I, I think it's, I, I love sort of that, I think we all have that innate desire yeah. to challenge. And that's why when you say to people, people go, oh, I want to do this race, this race, and this race, but I, I don't want to race all of them. And it's like, well, if you, there's a good chance if you get into, they call it white line fever, you know, you get oh, into yeah, a race yeah. 
and you, the plan wasn't to run hard, yeah. but then suddenly you're surrounded by all these other people and everyone's, and you, you, you want to go. And then you don't have one good race, you just have a lot, bunch of average races. Yes. Yeah. They call it uh, PB syndrome as well. Oh. You know, people go so much, um, they break themselves. But tell me um, about um, your, your cycling. I know you were have done a bit of cycling and you did some stuff with um, the Hells 500. <laughs> Tell me about the Hells 500. Oh, well, I did one. So the Hells 500, they do, um, it's where they do the, what they call Everesting. So they yeah. just pick a hill and go up and down until they've done the elevation of Everest. 8,848 so, 8, metres. Correct. I know it. <laughs> you run it? Oh, no. <laughs> I wish. Maybe one on Big Boy. I'll grow up. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it was. So you've done it? I have, yeah. So mm. it became really popular. I don't know if it still is because I'm no longer in the cycling scene, but for a while there, it was, Adelaide was, almost every weekend you'd hear about another one. And there hadn't been a girl in SA that had done it, so I sort of yeah. kept my eye on it, kept thinking about it, and then, of course, uh, Hayley Teal did one, and then the next weekend, two more girls did one. So I thought, nah, I've got to do it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I joined a group of people that were doing it. Um, so actually, it's, I think it's supposed to be a solo venture, but this was sort of an open invite. You know, we're all doing it on this day. Come along if you like. And you and you did it. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Oh, so time, you, you were second female to do it. No, no. I think so. There was three, I oh. think, from memory, that did it beforehand. So the weekend before I did it, two more girls did it. Yeah. So then I would have been fourth. Wow. I think, yeah. So not quite in the, you know, podium. <laughs> where, but it's not about that. Where did you do it and how long did it take you? Um, I think it's called like Brunner Avenue in like Blackwood area. Yeah. And it took 20 hours. Oh. Because <laughs> I think on a bike it's harder to do um, as much gradient. Yeah. So you have to do... A you, longer stretch. Yeah, it was a yeah. pretty short road, so it was a lot of repeats. I can't remember how many, but it was almost 200 kilometres of cycling all through the night. And, oh, that was tough. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I remember the next day I thought, because I, I, at one point, just in the turnaround, just sort of came off my bike, just <laughs> oh, really? pure exhaustion, just sort of fell off to the side. And the next day, I, my, I thought my heart was hurting. I thought I'd broken something. And it was just my, my you know, normal body ache. Yeah. That, I think that was one of the worst, like, recovery. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's, so you didn't, you, know, you didn't die, which is good. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was tough. <laughs> Not something you'd repeat? No. Yeah. <laughs> that was a one and done. <laughs> what about uh, on foot? Would you do it? Because now I've, it's become a, um, a thing. Yeah. I'm tempted. In running. You're tempted? Put a, put a challenge in front of me. I'm tempted. Yeah. I think there's one or two people that have done it here in yeah, South Australia. Yeah, some people doing it. Um, but the rules are funny around the running because they're, they're very strict on the whole rules of everything, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can't make it easy for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Because I know that you can do it. You can get a, um, you can get a lift back to the bottom with running. Oh, can you? Yeah. Oh, you... I know... One, okay, I'm going to out some names because they're both former guests of the podcast. So Dave Turnbull did it oh, okay. and he, he took the option of getting a lift back down in the car. Okay. Do you know where he did it? Uh, I don't remember, but I know it was, I think it was a bitumen hill okay. somewhere. Um, um, so I was on a road. 
Then, but I know from my the best of my knowledge, Mick Keat did it on Chapman's track, oh. up and down. Oh, God. so that's real, <laughs> you know. And anyone who in SA who's if you haven't done Chapman's track, just go and do one rep yeah. and see how, and see how how you go, and then try and do like five reps and see how you go. And how many reps was it? I think it was close to fifty. Ah. Yeah. That, so it's brutal. Like yeah. I've done a number. Of, I've run up, up and down that hill a lot, and it's hard. But um, yeah, Mick also smashed the the, the race at Hyson last weekend as yeah, well. Yeah. One. Yeah. The, the men's. The out, yeah, and he he uh, came real close to the course record, but just yeah. missed it by a whisker. Yeah. When, when, was it like 10 minutes or something, which yeah. in ultra running is a, is a whisker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but, um, so yeah, I don't know. So no, I don't know that any woman in South Australia has ever attempted it. So I'm, I'm not going to out you. And <laughs> I know you like a challenge. I do, but I like a like, group challenge. I don't, I'm not, yeah. I, I have full respect for people that go and do solo events, but I, they, I get something from the community being there and being yeah. around the other runners. That's, that's the excitement for me usually. Yeah. So... I don't see myself setting that goal and just doing it on my own. <laughs> doing it alone. I mean, I know, like well, with the cycling, they do it often with the, in the groups, and that one they call them like um, peloton. The, not the peloton. Um, what do you call it when there's a? I can't think of it right now. When you're running, climbing a mountain, a sherpa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You have yeah. Your, your bike sherpas yeah. as well, don't you? And so you, there's no reason why you can't. I think have Sherpas, you know, if you were to do an Everesting attempt, yeah, get get your team, get people to come and um, maybe. I just feel like you're asking a lot from your friends. I feel hey, even with high and having, training, having right? friends come out and you know they have to put a lot of their day aside for for, for my run. I just it doesn't feel right to. But that's a funny thing. Yeah, um, they want to do it though. Yeah, because yeah. being involved with it and seeing seeing great people do great things. You know, is inspiring. You know, and being amongst all that. Like I was out there the other week, last weekend. I didn't run a step, yeah. but I had the best day ever. Did you? Yeah, I had a great day cheering. I, I went home with a sore throat. Really? Because I was <laughs> yelling and cheering for that whole day, most of yeah. um, the week, the day. Yeah, I remember seeing you at a few of the aid stations. Yeah. Oh, it's like, it, yeah, yeah. It was, I, was, I was exhausted. I was yeah. like, oh, I feel like I did run, but it was just because I was out and about and doing lots of stuff and helping people. But you know, I think that's at the like I know lots of people who like there's like a hundred volunteers last weekend. Ninety nine. Oh, close. Ninety nine. I'm rounding up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. But that's the, the official volunteers, and yeah. then there's all the people like yourself that come out and volunteer to help their friends. Yeah. So many people out there. It was a really great atmosphere. Yeah, it was great. Um, beyond great. And yeah. I. I that's why I like being involved with it. If I can't run something, I want to be there as a spectator. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like saying to a football fan, oh, you must hate this because you can't go and play. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it, it is exciting to watch people come through. Some people, and I like watching people come into an aid station and they look like shit. And then, <laughs> but then you, 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 you G them up and you cheer them and, yeah, then they, them and then they leave like with this bounce in their yeah, step, yeah. you know, it's like, that's what it's all about. You know, if you were doing that on your own, it wouldn't be anywhere near as fun. Like yeah. I love coming into aid stations as a, when I'm in a race and yeah. it, it does. I, I like, I feed off it. I'm like, mm, a, like yeah. a, a vampire. That's what I mean. <laughs> like, that's why I don't go into these solo adventures because yeah. it's, it's the, the atmosphere of these events are so exciting. Do you think that's what, I, I mean, for me, I think it's what 
has been really hard about COVID this year mm. with all the races gone. Yeah. Lots of people have been still doing their little runs and stuff. Yeah. But it's totally, I feel like it sucked all the life out of, um, a lot of the joy out of running. Yeah. And, and people the, like setting themselves their own goals. And, you know, people have been doing that year of Billa and Five Peaks on their own. Yeah. It's just, to me, you know, if I'm going to run that far, I'll just run my own trail. I don't need to run this specific Heisen trail to say that I, sorry, not Heisen, like Five Peaks trail yeah. to say that I did it. But just I absolutely own. respect the people that do. I think it's great. Yeah. And different things encourage different people. So you've got to find what, what works for yourself, I guess. Yeah. No. And um, no, I agree. But now that races are starting to come back, it's really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was one of the things that was um, exciting about Heisen. It was sort of like, uh, it felt like everything felt really normal. Yeah. You know, probably a bit too normal. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, some of the social distancing was questionable. No, yeah. But, yeah it's it's very, hard when you're like caught up in yeah. the thick of it all as well. And you like, you see someone, you want to give them a hug and you just completely forget. That, yeah, I know. You know oh, I'm not supposed to. One and a half meters, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I think that the and the, the race um, directors and that they they took a, the you know hand hygiene really pretty good yeah, and yeah. things like that and we're very lucky here in South Australia. So lucky with with just the situation. Whereas, you know, it's everything's pretty well monitored and yes, we may make a mistake, but overall, we're just all trying to live our life as well. You yeah. can't. And yeah, it's hard. It's it's a it's still we're, we're still in it, I think, but we're just at least in a lot a lot better place. Yeah, we're mm. lucky to be here. You know, in Australia in general, obviously Victoria's yeah. had a hard go at it, but yeah, on a whole, we were just so lucky. Not the, <laughs> you yeah. hear the stories of what's coming out of like people that live in the states and stuff. Ugh. Yeah, it's not nice. No. And um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's really exciting. There's a few big races sort of on the horizon now. And um, have you got any up the Oh, no, give me some sleep? inspiration. Well, I mean, people who listen to the podcast know because I'm, I'm always Hubert. banging on about Hubert because yeah. it's my favourite race. And, and you've, you've talked to us and oh, me and a couple of friends and yeah. really think we'll go out there for it as well because you talk it up so much. I bloody love it. <laughs> ben should give me a bloody, um, I don't know, I'm like an unofficial ambassador because I... Well, I'll tell you, the, the, so the thing is with Hubert, when the first year that it was on, I went, was with Ben Hawkins, the race director, and he was looking for people to come and help him do some, um, some sort of course recce runs a few months before the first one. And um, he had the course already established, but he wanted to just check out a few other bits. And so I went up there with, with Ben and uh, Michelle Hamlin, who was one of the race directors on the weekend, and the three of us went up and we camped for a couple of nights, I think it was, two nights maybe, and we did a bit of running around. And I just, I sort of fell in love with the place and I felt a sense of ownership. Yeah. And I got up there and um, that year my wife ran the, and the, the, diff, the events were a bit different. Like it didn't have, the, it wasn't the same format that it is now. Um, but there was a 35K my wife signed up for. And then about a week before Ben had put together the GPX files and realized that it was actually more like 42 Ks and she'd never run a marathon before and she's freaking out. And then, um, but then she came up with this brilliant idea cause she's clever and she goes, well, what if I just tell myself that I ran the extra seven kilometers at the beginning? You know, it's like, <laughs> so, and, cause I said, I kept saying to her, I said, if you can run 35 kilometers, I'm confident that you can make it 
to 42. Yeah, yeah. And she did. She had a great run and she absolutely loved it. And we've gone up there every year. So, and um, oh, really? I think maybe this year probably. This year didn't happen because, uh, because of COVID. It got put off. And I was like really ready to do the 100 miler. Yeah. Which so and I've not done a hundred miler so this to twenty twenty one I am doing it so oh, I've started my build, rebuild I know it's crazy you could do it you should do it <laughs> so, would you, would you is that like I know you want to push yourself a little bit maybe maybe uh, not I just don't like putting things out there <laughs> well Makes it's me a, nervous. <laughs> the thing that's good about the I mean it's just a beautiful area have you been up around the yeah around there? Oh. Beautiful, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. It's a great atmosphere at the little finish line village that is yeah. cre- it creates. You know, there's always like a little barbecue. So people just coming in. And because you're sort of a captive audience, because you're not, because everyone's anyway. camping there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so it's so like everyone's just hanging out. And it's, it's a nice vibe, really relaxed. And, um, yeah, like my kids that we go and they go and they play and they run around and in the, amongst the big gum trees on, in the campground. Like the, my kids would be happy to not even leave the campground, yeah. you know, because it's just an awesome yeah, right. spot. And so... Um, how does it work if, if you're doing the miler? Yeah. What, when do the 50K people start? You know, are you able to cheer them on or...? The way Ben has done it last time and I think this next time works, seems to work well, he had the... The 100 mile runners, I think, lay, and the 100k runners leave on the Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then the 50k and the and then the 42k they leave the next day. Then, okay. so so you've got um, so you've if you've got friends, you can. I think there's a bit of crossover. And you, we did. I did the 50k last year with my wife, and we were coming as we were coming in towards the finish. We started crossing paths with a number of the hundred milers oh, okay. and so we were catching up to them and you know some of them looked like it was just a really it was nice I think for them so we're like 35 k's into the 50 k and they're like 130 something k's in to them and you know it was really weird yeah. watching looking at the difference in, in the, the body you probably all yeah you probably felt haggard as well yeah exactly yeah no so it's it's really good and the weather's always good and um yeah, I, I highly recommend it because it's, yeah. it, it's really wild up there. And like, cause I had a really good run there when I did the 100K a few years back. And, um, and so I just, if I do the 100 miler, I've done three of the four distances. And so, and then that would be a special medal. Bit, I don't know. <laughs> that's what I suggested to Ben. But unfortunately, it's the last year it'll be on. So, but oh, that's, okay. that's my next thing. But as you know, like Sean Kaysler has also got a bunch of events popping up oh now. Oh my goodness, next year is going to go off. Because mm-hmm. Ben's got four new runs coming as well. Yeah, they're only one-offs though. Yeah, One so, but all next year. Ultra, the Ultra Hard series. Yeah. yeah. And then Sean's got a bunch of new ones. He's got that Backyard, what do you call it? The Backyard it? Ultra? Yeah. Um, How, does that appeal to you, that format? I mean, yeah. You know, you can do <laughs> loops. I, think. Yeah. I mean, anything that's, I haven't done it before seems... Yeah, may as well try it once. You know, I'd never done a 12 hour before, so I thought I'd try it. I'm not sure that I want to do it again. But, and, you know, watching Courtney DeWalter so absolutely good. kill it so recently, good. that was so great. But it also made me think like, it's probably harder than it sounds. Like, you know, you think 6.7 Ks an hour, that's not yeah. how hard can it be? Oh. <laughs> but I, I mean, obviously, you could do a bit. You could do at least 100 miles and see how you go. Well, see, I think it might be, it's harder than that because you have to stop 
and so cool down and then try and like warm your legs up enough to go again and that's mm. probably where injuries would happen it's, i think it's all about management isn't it like i think you watch i watch some of the videos of how these people come into that they'll come in they they're very careful how they pace they don't go too slow or too fast yeah. and they give them they don't give themselves any more than about 10 to 15 minutes recovery time and and then but three, they're going for three days you got to sleep at some point the, well apparently not oh. unless you're good at having micro naps i know courtney dewalter is really good at having micro micro naps i did see a photo of her coming yeah. up asleep so yeah <laughs> and like um and make and just making i think there's a few benefits of it you know like it is it becomes an exercise in um in mental discipline that to get going again yeah you know and sort of you should make measure out a 6.7 kilometer loop somewhere nearby <laughs> sit and try it for several hours and just see how you go and um and think well like some of these guys they'll have their these awesome chairs set up and they have a blanket that's sitting there so when they walk straight in there's a table with their, their own food they sit down, they put their feet up in the air, oh, yeah. and then they, um, they eat a bit, and then they just they, they shut their eyes for a few <laughs> minutes, and then they, go, then they go again. So, And I think that's part of it I like, because I, I don't think you have to be, it's not necessarily the fastest. No, exactly, it's just the most consistent. It's pure endurance. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the women do so well at it. I mean, you know, you look, Courtney DeWalter won it this year, was it a year or two before another woman? Was it last year? What another woman won the one in America? Um, um, can't remember, but yeah, yeah. I girl, what is it with women and like <laughs> and endurance? Like I, I, I continually ask that question. Like, yeah. Well, someone said to me the other day. This is their theory that um, men have more ego. I doubt that, to be honest. But men, this is what the guy different, said. Definitely have more oh, ego. Oh come on, there's a lot of ego in the women as well. Yeah. But. What he said was men have more ego and so they are worse at pacing themselves at the start because they, they want to keep up when they, yeah. they know they shouldn't. And by the time, the longer a run gets, the worse off they are. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with this theory, but that's, that's something I've heard. <laughs> I think it's true. I think men definitely will go out too hard in every race. And I mean, in all the people that I've coached over the years is... They're the, hard, the men are the hardest ones to reel in and slow them down enough yeah. that they do the... At, so they run slow at the right time and fast at the right yeah, time. Yeah, right. Because um, that's what it's all about. And like you were talking 80, about 80-20, <laughs> they, they want to do 80-80, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, which doesn't add up. <laughs> and um, no, so it's, um, I don't know, like I've always thought, you know, it's got something to do with the ability to um, women have this like innate endurance because of um you know maybe it's to do with childbirth yeah. or that ability and, and they do say for women they do better usually after childbirth that's yeah. when you get your pbs i don't not sure if that's an age thing or actually something to do with childbirth but well that's actually one of the reasons why i initially wanted you on the podcast is <laughs> last year at your first hyson i've got to mention this before <laughs> your very first hyson it was how how old was your son Six weeks. Six weeks old, and you ran a 100-kilometer race. And I mean, I'm not a, I'm not one of the top men, but I'm definitely always in the top 15 percent, I reckon. And 
you were only like 10 minutes behind me. <laughs> and, you know, and that was a good run for me. And yeah. you, I remember thinking it was a good run for me too. So this, this year I thought, I wonder if I can beat that time. I had to check myself like, you know, you ran it six weeks after giving birth. I think you can beat yeah. it. Yeah. I think you're a little bit better trained now. Did, how did it feel? I mean, was it easier or harder? Or I mean, it's all relative because yeah. you push oh, harder. Yeah. And I had a goal this time. So, I mean, the first time you do something, you, or for me anyway, I yeah. was able to have a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, I, I had no expectations. I just wanted to finish. I saw some friends out there, got to know some people, and, and then I was pretty happy with the time I finished in. I reckon this year times were faster, and I've said this the other week, for two reasons. Everyone's times were faster. Well, the men's weren't. Last year, the men's got a record. Of course, record. But Andrew Hopf was a previous winner, and so he knew the course really well. I reckon, and he's a good one. Has Mick not run it before? No. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Don't, I mean, don't 100% quote me on that, but I'm fairly <laughs> confident. But um, I think um, you, the, the weather was a little bit cooler this year, mm. and I think that had a factor. And also, because of COVID, there was a lot of people who were just banking a lot more miles without racing. Yeah, so everyone was fresh and stronger. And... Mm -hmm. Everyone wanted to do a race. So there's people coming from interstate just to get our race. Yeah. There were so many people who finished under 12 hours this year, yeah. which is huge. It was five girls run in less time, sorry, under the time of the winner last year. Yeah. So two, two under the record. And with the 60 kilometers, three girls were under the record time. Yeah. That's interesting. And like with the, um, a few years ago when I did it, it was really warm. It was in the high 20s. Yeah, so it was And the, the winning time for the men was in the 12 hours. Oh, really? So the, the wow. it is a very exposed course, yeah, and I yeah. really do think the heat makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, it's funny because you don't – or for me, I wouldn't recognise it at the time. Yeah. I wouldn't be aware of the fact that I'm slower because of heat. Yeah. I just – I would just be you know, going quite, at effort. Yeah. You know, I, I go by effort usually. So yeah. if I'm putting in the X amount of effort, whatever the speed is. Whereas I think a lot of other people know what pace they should be and can see that they're going slower. I don't yeah, know. I read a study once, and I wish I could quote it where I read it, but they said optimal racing temperature for marathon running is about between 11 and 13 degrees Celsius. So wow. you're, it was almost anything, once you go above that, it just, you know, it gets harder. Yeah. So yeah. the 12 hour, that was a... That was a warm day. Yeah. I just can't remember what, what temperature it, it got was. It got above 26. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. So that's another reason. I think if you had a cooler day then, you would have gone further. Yes. It would have, perceptually, would have felt just as hard. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think. But... But, like I put in as much effort as I could. But I mean, but, you, you yeah. know about science. Yeah. And you know how science works. <laughs> they look at the, the data, they, they compare race results to what the temperature was at the time, and then they yeah, do that across okay. a wide... There's, there's no okay. shortage of okay. data sets, is I'll there? I'll believe you. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but no, so next year there's the possibility of running a... a there's a 100K up at Hubert as well, which is a great run. The good thing about the... I'll tell you this much about the 100K at Hubert. Is a little ins it's not really inside information, but it's good information. The big, the biggest hill is, in the, is at the start. In the and first, and then the hundred miler, you do the same hill again. Do it twice. Right? You do it oh. at the start and at the finish. Saint Mary's Peak. Yeah. yeah. Or you go over the the Tandera Saddle, and um, so which, yeah, it's it's hard. But the thing is, it's not even running. Going up yeah. on the outside, it's more like rock climbing. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's, oh, that makes me feel better. <laughs> but it's good because you don't, you get a, you're using different muscles, you know, yeah. like, and you know, you just have to practice carrying your son for another six months and you'd <laughs> be, him up there. yeah, you know, you've got no shortage of, um, of hills. You can just take that, take him up and down the hill out the back there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the road that I live on is a favorite for cyclists that want to have a steep, a steep, um, hill. Yeah. So I can do that. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, no, I think that's pretty good. You're, um, We've probably we've covered a lot of to- a lot of ground, um, so I, I hope that so you're not you're gonna have a little break and then you get back into training. Yeah, back I into mean, a bit of running. I mean, if we're looking at SA alone, I don't know if there's anything else big coming up. Yeah, but, I mean, there's. What about the shorter events like the trail running SA events that, that are coming up? Yeah, I just don't think I'm fast enough for them anymore. <laughs> You're young. You're, yeah, you're very young still. You've got heaps of speed. Like, but once you start working on your endurance and longer distances, you obviously lose that speed a bit. You use it, you lose it. You don't, you know, use it or lose it. Like, yeah. get out. I was out doing 200 meter repeats yesterday. Wow. No, they're, they're fun. Ah. It's good. It feels, it feels hard to get going, but seriously, you can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it, there's, I think you're fast enough. But there are some young, very lot, like early twenties, late teen runners. I think the, any those sub twenty five kilometer distances, you know, yeah. really hard to beat them. Yeah, definitely competitive. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, Sonia, we'll wrap it up there. But um, thank you very much for your time, and I think that you, um, I think everyone loves you, and you don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> Just. Oh. Thank you for your time as well, Daniel. No worries. I'll see you out on the trails or the road. Or yeah, see you somewhere. Or volunteering. Yes. Everyone should volunteer. Yes, <laughs> get that plug in. <laughs> yeah, good job. All right, see ya.